Wisconsin's gonna party tonight. Time to fear the deer, punks. The Suns fans are caught crying in the stands. Bucks in six, the Suns are sunk. Giannis will score more than 45. Suns will lose by over 30, you know. Phoenix fans are freezing to death. Wisconsin Knights can handle the show. So get out, support, and give a hand. Bucks are so good, it's not about luck. Phoenix fans will find out here. Winners in six, feel the bucks. Fear the deer, bucks in six. Fear the deer, bucks in six. Hello and welcome to episode 215 of Under the Call of MS. I tried to do a 30-point buck parody from the song done by the Youpers. <laughs> uh, some hill, I believe Northwest Hillbillies they made a 30-point buck song and then they made a new version of it and stuff, but the writing of the song is so screwed up, I could not come up with a good parody. <laughs> so I just came up with that and said, screw it. I'll at least get that out. All right. Let's start with the comics. Got to sit there and get through these piles that I've, I'm starting to build up before I completely forget what's going on. We're going to start out with Dynamite Lives. This is number two of the ongoing run. That's a run that's come off another run from Dynamite that was all zombified. We're still dealing with the Project Superpowers crew running the show uh, with Red Sonia out there destroying everything. All the zombies taking over. And you got Vampirella and the crew working on trying to get things back to normal somewhat. And we got this Captain Future type character that shows up with a glass helmet on. He's here to save the day and help us out with some stuff that he knows from the future. Got Smiley hooking up with this new gal that showed up and smiley talks her in uh she's like a assassin type character and he finally talks her into putting him on her and smiley's like oh shit what did i do <laughs> starting to see some what this gal's all about and finding out that she might even be worse than the demon red sonia or evil ernie or the characters that Smiley has dealt with in the past, but we will see what the future has to bring. But this run is still lots of fun. Uh, I did not see Ash in this this episode. Kind of disappointed me because that's why I was all excited having Ash from Evil Dead being part of this run. I was expecting to see more from him since we've seen him in the first issue, but we'll have to see what happens. In the near future with that one. And then we checked out number two of Moss. Uh, we're finding out that the girl that sacrificed her life to shorten her life so she could find out whatever power she has 
how she can use it to help the world, hopefully, because she feels that she's going to take whatever power she has and try and make the world a better place. But sadly, her power ended up being uh, empathy. (laughs) That's all she knows of so far that she has. She has the power of empathy, so she uses it to help one person realized that he's about to go and cause a mass murder and kind of works with the authorities and stuff to help stop what's going on. And when he, uh, they confront him and stuff like that, he find out, finds out who she is and what's going on. All of a sudden this black, type of demon looking type ooze starts coming or smoke or whatever starts coming out of the character and we find out some things more about her throughout this episode and stuff and it just it helps out with the getting you deeper into what's going on around the world at the at that time. But yeah, it's still an enjoyable run. Six issue run, so hopefully we're going to get some big shock in the next next issue. Find out more about her powers and if she's getting more powers and what she can do with them or whatever. So hopefully she can benefit from these. It sucks if you shorten your life just for that, and that's just it's a lesser seeming power. But I think we'll find out in the near future that she'll be able to do wonders with it. Hopefully, but we'll have to see. Check that out if you liked it or if you want to get into it. And then we got a couple of free comic book day books. We got Starburns Presents, number two. This is kind of fun because it starts out with a story of a mechanic working on his car and this Bigfoot character comes up and kind of like shoves him out of the way and starts working on the car for him. Gets the car working, so he's like, well, cool, you got it going. And why don't we go blow off some steam and tosses the car keys to Bigfoot? Let's Bigfoot drive, and Bigfoot just drives like a bat out of hell, and it's all kinds of interesting fun. And then all of a sudden, you got these authorities that start hunting them down, and they're chasing after them. You got to see what happens with that story. It's a story called Nasquatch. Uh, The thing I don't like about these, they keep saying, find them in comicsology, find them online and stuff. It's uh, for digital comics. It's like, well, are these stories all just digital? Or can I get the actual ones? Because pretty much every one of these caught my eye, and I definitely want to read more, but I want the actual comics. I don't want stupid digital shit. I don't care. I know it's online. It's free, whatever. I don't give a shit. Give me paper. I don't want the electronic crap. But... And the second story is one that talks, gets into invasion from planet WrestleTopia, a date with destiny. It's got a wrestling thing going on, starts out with some character that's wrestling a bear. The bear kicks his ass, wins the championship belt. Then you see this guy on Earth rattling on that he's the uh, global champion or universal champion or whatever. And uh, some aliens that live on a wrestling-style planet catch wind of this and 
we're hopefully going to find out more, but we got to check out Invasion from Planet WrestleTopia digitally (laughs) from Starburns, or hopefully (laughs) physically (laughs) somewhere else. I don't know. Then we got Halicious, pick your perdition. Got like this cowboy devil type character. He's just wandering around, putting together some things, trying to cast some spells and stuff. And these spells get cast upon this this lady's room, and there's this Ouija board that's underneath a bed, and her this room that this band or whatever is going to be hanging out in ends up with all these devil symbols all over it and all this destruction and stuff going on and these characters play around with the Ouija board and do some devil worshiping or whatever and you got to find out what happens and why they're doing this and what's going on but it was definitely a fun story and then we got B-Squad uh a little Mogwai told me. You got these Mogwai characters, little gremlin-type characters. He comes and saves, finds a few that are underneath this big chunk of a building, and there's all these little Mogwai skeletons everywhere else. And he goes to help them and find out that yes, these Mogwais did some bad things and, of course, had some issues with eating at certain times and all the little Mogwai rules, the eating the waters, all that stuff. You got to read it to find out more. I don't want to ruin it, but it was a fun story, fun little Mogwais. And then there it finishes off with this Griffin Chapter 1 storyline. It's a space story, uh, sci-fi related with this very hyper gal that's trying to explain what happened on a mission and what's going on. There's this elf-like character that all these other characters are against and keep causing trouble with, and these characters get locked up, and you get got to read a story to find out more, of course, because these are all little tiny short stories tossed into free comic book day teaser, but they're all fun. All four of them. I want more. So I don't know where I'm going to find them. I don't want to read them digitally. I will if I have to, if they're even there anymore. Because this is older. But, yeah. it's Starburns Presents. Free Comic Book Day number two. Check it out. And then the other Free Comic Book Day book I checked out was Grumble versus The Goon. I can't stand The Goon. I was never a fan of that character. Or those storylines. But in here, I didn't think I'd be into Grumble the Dog either. The talking little pug type character. Looks like he could totally be the talking dog from Men in Black, the movie. I don't know if it's if there is any relationship. I have to read other storylines to find out. But in here, they're ga- the goons gambling away and stuff. And then Grumble the Dog and a female character that he's running them with. They're getting chased by these lizard lizard biker characters and they get chased into this gift shop area they have this coin that the coin looking thing that they stole and they're supposed to go to this address to find out what's up with the coin what it 
does, and they go in there looking for someone to help them, and no one's there, and all of a sudden this chicken inside this, like, arcade machine starts squawking away. It's a dino chicken game inside of a dinosaur, dino park-type environment building, museum-type thing. And as the dog's walking past this dino chicken machine, all of a sudden the chicken, as it's cackling away, all of a sudden grabs the coin-looking thing, drops it in the coin slot, and electricity starts going flying, and the top of the machine opens up, the chicken goes flying out, and they get uh, trapped in a time travel type thing and get sent back in time to where to the era of the goon and his little doofus buddy that he hangs out with. And he makes the goon doesn't like rats and someone throws a rat at the goon and the rat lands on this one character on this dog catcher character's head and the goon stomps him with a baseball bat and basically kills the character apparently. And the little side character, the goon, ends up getting the the dog catcher hat given to him by the goon. And the goon's like, get on it. It's your job now. You're the new dog catcher. And he's, people are complaining because Grumbles, the dog, comes into this bar and starts gambling and wins a bunch of money. And the guy with the dog catcher thing gets told to go after him, goes after him. And a bunch of stuff ensues and just... You'd see some really strange characters, some homeless characters and stuff trying to eat the dog and eat the other humans. It's just pretty messed up storyline, but I would read that whole one, even though the goon's in it. And there is a little short hillbilly comic in the end, which was kind of interesting. It had this, like, ogre type character and it's really big bat uh, ogre type character with a bunch of uh, cages connected to his back and they have some character that's whimpering in one of the cages and they're getting their fire going so they can chop up whatever it is and eat it and it's guy just shows up this hillbilly type character that has like these tears permanently melded into his skin coming out of his eyes and it has this look of death and he comes for these characters they invite him to his fire and then he's like once they realize what he is they're like get out of here you don't belong here and he takes care of them and they attack him and the small ogre looking or whatever you want to call him character calls his big baddie out to attack him and all of a sudden you see this giant bear jump on top of his big baddie and crush him and <laughs> that leaves him with the wandering stranger who happens to have a certain weapon that he goes after him with and then you find out 
who this princess character is that's locked up in the cage. But it was interesting. Also, I would read it to see what happens, but it's not one that would probably end up in my collection. But I'd like to know where the story goes. So check that out if you like. Then we checked out a terrible comic called They Call Me Puss Puss. This is some fat cat with his stomach all stapled together. It must have got cut open for some type of surgery or something. But this one gets very nasty sexually wise. Uh, tons of short stories. He's constantly eating, fornicating, destroying. And there's not really much to go in on on this one. It's just it was a pretty cheesy bad comic. I just I don't know about this one, but if you want to read about a sexually deprived, medically practiced on fat cat character that's very rude. This is your type of story, but yeah, he's just constantly messing with cats, dogs, monkeys, rats, and whatever he can get his hands on. Check that out if that's your type of thing. And then the final one we're going to talk about is Victor Vector. Victor Vector and Yondo. This is a fun, interesting thing. You got a talking St. Bernard that has the ability to use weaponry and stuff that's connected to him. Yeah, like a female archaeologist type character, and then this somewhat superhero character that's just time traveling, going around, fighting, fighting this Ram Axis character, which is like a giant human dinosaur character figure, but. They just keep fighting away, having problems with them, having to try and travel around. And then the Victor character, I believe it's Victor. Yeah, it's got to be Victor. And then she's got to be Victor. And the dog's got to be Yondo. But the Victor character gets uh, changed into some other character all of a sudden. And then he's got this, like, talking panther that works with him and they just keep going through different timelines and dealing with all this and then they have to try and get the victor character back to his normal self and it's just it's fun seeing what they do how it works who they run into through their time travels what happens and stuff but yeah this is your typical time travel crap which none of this would work out right they're constantly doing things that are screwing things up. They're after someone trying to stop him going through time and changing things. And he's trying to get ahead of them and change more things. So it's a little stupid time travel crap that doesn't work, but it was a fun story. And I would definitely read more about these characters. I'm looking forward to seeing if there is any other stuff out there. There is some stuff on the back pages of the books that show us like, set of books that I don't know if it's real or not, but it has these characters in it. And it, one was like a vampire storyline and 
One's called Cyberplasm. One's the Vampire's Coffin. One's the Hypnotic Harp. One's the Last Dinosaur Egg. It's just a variety of stories that are in a set, it looks like. So that is really out there. I am going to search for it. I'm going to get my hands on it. Stay for the comic portion. I'll get back to you with some MS stuff coming up in a little bit. And maybe a little other stuff in between and after. Whatever we come up with. Okay, fans of the show or non-fans, you can support the podcast by leaving five stars and liking it. Or leaving five stars and not liking it and tell us why. And we will let people know and we'll try and make it better for you. You can also click on support on my anchor page and donate and support the podcast. Or if you'd like to actually get something for a donation, you can send a donation to PayPal at KevinTheDuckPool at gmail.com. And you can see that in many of the show notes, the address. Uh, For fans inside the U.S. only, a $15 donation will get you a Gemini comic box with five random comics in it. A $30 donation gets a priority mail padded flat rate envelope, 12 random comics in it. And a $100 donation gets you a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. Comics will be in fair to very good condition. They may have been used on the podcast. May have been unread, may have been read. Just random comics out of my mixed boxes that I will be getting rid of to downsize. And for our international listeners, since shipping's so rough and customs are a pain, I am going to offer two options to start. We'll see how it goes. But a $50 donation gets you a priority mail padded flat rate envelope with 12 random comics in it. And a $125 donation gets a priority mail medium flat rate box with 40 random comics in it. So there's a comic deal. If you want to donate, help out the show. This will get me a little something and get you a little something also. Thanks. Okay, let's get uh, some MS stuff. Let's see what we got here. See, dopamine is an important chemical messenger in the brain that has many functions. It's involved in reward, motivation, memory, attention, and even regulating body movements. When dopamine is released in large amounts, it creates feelings of pleasure and reward, which motivates you to repeat a specific behavior. In contrast, low levels of dopamine are linked to reduced motivation and decreased enthusiasm for things that would excite most people. So dopamine levels are typically well-regulated within the nervous system, but there are some things you can do to naturally increase levels. Like dopamine is is produced from the amino acids tyrosine and phenylalanine, both of which can be obtained from protein-rich foods. Very high intakes of these amino acids may boost dopamine levels. 
So like, there's 23 different amino acids in proteins that can make your body synthesize those so you can get the amino acid called tyrosine that plays a critical role in the production of dopamine in your system. So you can always do like protein rich foods like turkey, beef, eggs, dairy, soy, and legumes. If you're interested in trying that out. And then animal studies have found that diets high in saturated fat can reduce dopamine levels, dopamine signaling in the brain, leading to a blunted reward response. However, it's not clear whether the same is true in humans. So more research is needed as in most things, as we know. Probiotic supplements have been linked to improved mood in humans and animals, but more research is needed, of course, to determine the exact role dopamine plays. I would assume that a happy gut is makes for a happy person. Velvet beans are natural sources of L-DOPA, a precursor molecule to dopamine. Studies show that they may be as effective as Parkinson's medications at boosting dopamine levels. Exercise can improve mood and may boost dopamine levels when performed regularly. More research is needed to discern to, to determine which specific recommendations there are for in, increasing the dopamine levels. Lack of sleep can reduce dopamine sensitivity in the brain, resulting in excess feelings of sleepiness. Getting a good night's rest may help regulate your body's natural dopamine rhythms. Listening to your favorite instrumental music may boost your dopamine levels. More research is needed to determine the effects of music with lyrics. Music can very easily make you happier. Meditation increases dopamine levels in the brains of experienced meditator me, meditators, but it's unclear whether these effects would also occur in those who are new to meditation. I would think anybody doing meditation would help increase their dopamine levels, but it could be wrong. Sunlight exposure can boost dopamine levels, but it's important to be mindful of sun exposure guidelines to avoid skin damage. Having adequate adequate levels of iron, niacin, folate, and vitamin B6 is important for dopamine production. Preliminary animal studies suggest that some supplements may also help boost dopamine levels, but more human research is needed. I would say animals are a good way to boost your dopamine levels. I'm getting attacked by a cat as we speak. So he just wants you to pet him, and petting animals are good for you. <laughs> Supposedly heart healthy too. But you get to attack the crap out of them. 
till they run away. It's <laughs> the best way to do it. Dopamine is an important brain chemical that influences your mood and feelings of reward and motivation. Helps regulate body movements as well. Levels are generally well regulated by the body, but there are a few diet and lifestyle changes that you can make to boost your levels naturally. A balanced diet that contains adequate protein levels and minerals, probiotics, and a moderate amount of saturated fat can help your body produce the dopamine it needs. The cat's trying to talk on the microwave or purr on the microwave. microwave. (laughs) Uh, For people with dopamine deficiency diseases such as Parkinson's, Eating natural food sources of L-DOPA like fava beans or mucana purines may help restore dopamine levels. I don't know what mucana purines is. It's M-U-C-U-N-A-P-R-U-R-I-E-N-S if you want to look it up. Lifestyle choices are also important. Getting enough sleep, exercising, listening to music, meditating, and spending time in the sun can all boost dopamine levels. Overall, a balanced diet and lifestyle can go a long way in increasing your body's natural production of dopamine and helping your brain function at its best. So, make yourself happier, perk yourself up, and that's always gonna make your body feel better well not always but most of the time make your body feel better and that's why because you're increasing your dopamine levels so take that into consideration thinking about doing some genetic testing and hoping you can find out all kinds of special things about stuff and you might want to reconsider that genetic test taken at home have exploded in popularity in the recent years. Um, for a fee, companies like 23andMe will send you detailed information about your ancestry and genetics. No visit to the doctor is required. All that's needed is a simple cheek swab or a spit or a hair sample or whatever. I know there's different things, different ones. While the prospect of uncovering this information may seem irresistible to consumers, it's increasingly important to remain mindful of the limitations of these tests, especially as they continue to grow in popularity. We know that home genetic tests can give you information on where you come from, but what are some of the things these tests can't do for you? Uh, They can't tell you which medications to take. A recent warning letter sent by the FDA to genetic testing companies uh, illustrates what can happen when genetic companies fail to stay in their lane. Uh, Their claims aren't backed up by FDA testing, so don't take those claims into full consideration. Accurate dieting advice, what if a Take it home. Take at home genetic test could offer personalized diet advice based on your unique genetic makeup. At least one company offers a package for two hundred and nine dollars that pr- promises personalized supplement subscription with 
free DNA kit and genetic-based diet, exercise, and skin recommendations that this researchers have determined that that claim is not realistic. Uh, do not listen to what they have to say as far as their little side claims of what their testing can give you. Uh, susceptibility to, to diseases on the surface, it might appear that take-at-home genetic tests offer valuable information on the likelihood of developing a disease, but it's more complicated than that. Uh, even if the test reveal a gene with a tendency to develop a certain cancer, people should be cautious about what they infer from that data. You may have certain things that have nothing that may never advance to anything or whatever else. You might do some things because you're worried about what you heard and basically make the wrong decisions about something that could end eventually harm you more than help you. But guaranteed confidentiality, perhaps the biggest story to hit the news involving genetic tests involves the so-called Golden State Killer. Police had been investigating the serial killer for decades before finally identifying the subject. And it was all thanks to a take-at-home genetic test. The accused killer did not submit his DNA to a database, but a relative did, and police say that allowed them to identify 72-year-old Joseph James D'Angelo as the likely killer. Naturally, this raises confidentiality concerns about these genetic companies. After all, these companies are private entities that have been known to hand over data before, so take that into consideration. You might be falsely accused of something because a genetic test goes out to places you didn't authorize it to. So consider that. Uh, the information provided in the take-at-home test isn't necessarily inaccurate or irresponsible. The ancestry information can be information can be fascinating, but the tests don't constitute expert counseling. And patients themselves aren't experts. This means that, as always, with medical concerns, it's best to talk to your doctor. They're fun, but if a patient is taking a genetic test specifically, specifically to find out, for example, whether their cancer treatment or diabetes medication is being administered appropriately, they need to do that in concert with their doctor and make sure things are actually true to what they're being told and not going to cause them to do something that can cause them more harm. A personalized approach is a far cry from the one-size-fits-all approach of take-at-home take genetic tests. For an untrained patient who doesn't know medicine, it's very difficult to try to interpret these laboratory tests in a way that's actually going to help them. And this is the reason why we constantly see questions that people put on Facebook pages and stuff, medical pages and stuff, asking for regular people to give them advice that a doctor should be giving them. And we think we're getting the right advice just because someone told us it. And just because it worked for one piece of person 
doesn't mean that it works for the other 7 billion people on the planet. So take that into consideration also. Uh, if you want to check out some MS blogs, some good ones back in 2020, during the whole COVID event and everything that people were checking out a lot, you have multiple sclerosis.net, uh, driving safety, financial stress, weight gain, frustration, frustration and fear of the future for many living with ms these are active concerns and this site doesn't shy away from any of them and then yeah a couple takes on ms at its core this is a remarkable love story about two people living with ms but it doesn't stop there Jennifer and Dan both have MS and care for one another. On their blog, they share details of their day-to-day struggles, success. You check that out. See how they're doing. You got my new normals. There are people with MS who are experiencing symptoms or having a particular tough time. We'll find helpful advice here. Uh, Nicole is an, has been an advocate in the MS community for a as long as many of us can remember. So see if she can give you some advice. Other ones we got are MS Connection, you got Girl with MS, MS Conversations, Multiple Sclerosis News to, News Today, which I was following, but I hate the up-to-date news because the majority of it is stuff we're hearing about that's fresh, just being tested out. And we don't have no actual information from a lot of stuff. So it's just test results and what's going on with uh, the different patient testing and all that type of thing. New drugs that are coming out and being talked about and things like that. Multiple sclerosis trust. You have the MS Society of Canada. You have Tripping Through Triacle, T-R-E-A-C-L-E. It's got post on Spoonie Parenting to Realities of Living with Chronic Illness Guild. Uh, Dinosaurs, Donkeys, and MS. That one just sounds fun by the names. So you got to check it out. Got YvonneDeSosa.com. We got My Odd Sock. It's Doug of My Odd Sock. Just felt like he needed to laugh after his diagnosis back in 1996 and laugh he did with his blog. So you can see how that goes. Stumbling in Flats, which is a site that I've talked about before. A lady talking about her experience with MS. She's got lots more upbeat stuff on her site. MS Views and News. Accessible Rock, R-A-C-H. That's a thing out of the UK. Yeah, Well and Strong with MS. The MS Muse. These are all great ones to check out, see which ones entertain you, and you can try those out. That's it for MS stuff, and we'll get back with a little bit of eyeball stuff to finish off the show, and that'll be it for today. We'll be right back.
Okay, let's end the show with just a little bit of oddball news and fun facts or whatever. First thing I'm going to talk about is the Bucks, of course, we mentioned tonight's game six. They win tonight. They win in six. Uh, this is the first time they have, well, and not the first time, the closest chance they have to getting to winning the being the cha- winning their championships, uh, which they haven't done since 1971. So we will see what happens. Bucks and six, or Bucks and seven. They have to go back there. Arizona to play game seven. That could be interesting, but hopefully they'll finish it off tonight. They look, thankfully, won in Phoenix on Saturday. So without that, they wouldn't have had the game in six chance being in Milwaukee, which is nice. So it's going to be a big one. They already got like, oh, a good 10 blocks blocked off around the arena for, God, I don't even know. They, it was a huge amount. Of, I want to say like they got room for like 40,000 people or so down there or 60,000. Well, should be interesting. Hopefully everybody will behave themselves, have a good time. But then to this morning after I got up, about 10 minutes after I got up, got to watch the live launch of the Blue Origin rocket. Which, it's the first human flight it's labeled as, which makes no sense. So other astronauts aren't human? (laughs) It's like, I don't understand why they classify it as that, but it was jackass Jeff Bezos, the Amazon idiot spending a bunch of freaking money with him and five other crew members, including, I believe, an 18-year-old kid. And a 82-year-old female pilot, but this is a non-pilot pilot. pilot uh, it's the all-civilian crew. It's the, fir- the first unpiloted suborbital flight with a all-civilian crew. I'm not sure who the other couple characters were. I thought they were fly- pilots, but I'm not sure. I didn't get it. Go and read a bunch of stuff about it online. I just watched it live. It lasted a whole 11 minutes. And it's like, <laughs> basically, they did 15 test flights, I guess. Or around 15 test flights. They went around 62 miles up in the air. I guess Branson, a week ago or so, went only 50 some miles up in the air and then they're up flew up in there and the bottom of the rocket came and landed back on dock perfectly then they landed in the desert it took about 11 minutes total to go up and back down i'd love to know the cost of that rocket and then the 15 test rockets they had to do before that just to get this up in the air I bet guarantee it's enough frickin' money that they could probably save 
help out quite a few cancer kids or get some homeless off the streets or help some other medical issues in our world that we could really use some help with instead of sending some rich idiot up in the air just to go, yay, fly up there to disconnect their harnesses for a minute, look around, you could hear them all cheering away in the little cockpit or whatever you want to call it. The little cock head, the little round tip of the rocket. Just <laughs> very stupid, in my opinion. I just think it's a huge fucking waste of money. And all these billionaires, they got to do all these launches and shit. It's like, if you're going to have to go up in space, I don't care if you're a billionaire or not. Why don't you do some training and get some, help them get some shit up to the space station that they need instead of just frivolously doing this shit. But yeah. And then they land and all of a sudden you got all these people running out to the ship, touching it with bare hands, getting the cameras set up, getting the stairs set up so they can, once they're back to normal feeling, they can climb out of the rocket and get all hugs and kisses and cheer them on. It's like, ooh, you guys forgot a space for 11 minutes. Yay! It's like, it's fucking dumb. <laughs> but yeah, it's like, from what I know, it's no one in the past, it's like when you go up in space, the rocket collects radiation and stuff like that, but they aren't out there with any type of radioactive reading machines or anything before they just go running out. No hel- no gear on, no helmets on, no gloves on, nothing. Just go touching the rocket. It's like, okay. I don't know. Um, they didn't break the barrier that causes ra- the radiation barrier or some shit. I don't know. Whatever. But yeah, that was the highlight of the day on the news, watching those idiots go flying up in space for for basically a, it's basically like going to sixth place Great American and hopping on the thing that shoots you up in the air and then comes back down, you're just going higher. But yeah. <laughs> uh Alright, Bucks and Six, yeah, I'm not a basketball fan, and I just talked about it because it's always nice when you got a home team that's about to take a championship trophy and stuff, but if you don't care for sports, but you like stuff like mini golf, check out the hilarious Holy Moly TV show, I believe it's on season three, 3D golf and 2D or whatever, but, uh, it's basically a mini golf challenge that's been designed by Stephen Curry and host uh, hosted by Rob Regal and Joe Tessitore. It's just like mini golf combined with the wipeout TV show style. You got to run across things and try not to get knocked or blown into the water and or into the different boxes full of who knows what balls or different types of cushions. And they got like a giant piece of corn or a bunch of airbags come flying out at these giant fish that go back and forth with water spouts getting shot through them. It's just 
all kinds of different things they got to run through and climb on. They took away some of the really good, <laughs> fun ones to watch from last season, but they're very dangerous because like running up ice hills and stuff like that. There, people are getting <laughs> getting pretty injured. But yeah, it's always fun to watch those type of shows. And then I think we'll end it with a old law. That may still be around, I don't know. But in Sterling, Colorado, cats may not run loose without having a taillight. In Denver, it was illegal to mistreat rats. In California, sunshine is guaranteed to the masses. In a town in California, you're not permitted to wear cowboy cowboy boots. Unless you already own at least two cows. And a law in Hollywood declares it illegal to drive more than 2,000 sheep down Hollywood Boulevard at one time. <laughs> so, I'm curious if those are still in effect and I'd love to see someone take advantage of those laws. Yeah, that's today's show. We're going to end it there. Hope it was fun. Hope you learned something. Be good to yourself. Be good to everybody else. Chad Monster. Check out the Crimson Cowl Comic Club. Check out Under the Cowl. And keep up with Under the Cowl of MS. And make sure you rate and review us. We need the help to get the boost so we can get recognized more. Get Maybe get behind our four and a fifth followers. But be good. We'll get back to you again someday soon.